Welcome to the best of sold-out sports talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 One of my uh, favorite receivers in the NFL, Golden Tate, former Notre Damer, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Happy to be out here uh, indoors, of course. Okay, let me just say this because I know everybody on TV right now is saying, what's Golden doing? <laughs> I like Hershey's, and if you're going to wear Hershey's, you're, looking, you're wearing it pretty well. Yeah, oh, thank you. I'm, I'm a candy freak. Um, it's, it's, it's probably an addiction. Um, so the fact I was able to partner up So when Hershey's, Hershey's came to you, you were, you were oh, happy to... Jumped all over. <laughs> I, was, I was happy. Have they uh, sent the boxes of Hershey's to your house yet? They have. <laughs> they have, and I'm digging through them rather quickly. But um, with nuts or just plain chocolate? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing the the, the cookies and cream, the oh, milk chocolate, man. and now what I'm representing today is the gold bar. Um, and and with the Winter Olympics coming up, I think it's super cool that they partnered with Golden Tate, the gold bar, uh, for the for the Winter Olympics. And how it ties in is that every single time america wins a gold medal they will be putting out a promotional code to receive a free gold bar full-size gold bar not the ones that you get on halloween that are little and you can you know two shoes and they're done this is a full one okay so i'm super excited to be a part of it and i expect america to kick ass and and bring home gold a bunch so you know that's that's what we're doing well Golden Domer helps too, right? I mean, you got gold going everywhere here. Tie that in as well, of course. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Hershey product? I would say I'm gonna go way back to when I first started eating candy. The the, the Hershey's cookies and cream bar. That I'm was, a cookies that was and cream ice cream guy. That's special too. Same, same. I think anything with cookies and cream will work well. It's fantastic. Well, Golden, you you've got a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. This year, you guys had an off, awfully good football season. It fell short, uh, but you seem like you've got the ingredients to, to, to move forward next year and to, to get where you want to go, right? Absolutely. I think uh, we have a great, great, great foundation, and I, I feel like every year we're just we're right there. And, and we truly are right there, but that's, that's kind of the problem. We need to get over that hump, and we need to play a little bit better, um, you know, we're you know, over the last 20 years, we've gotten, we've obviously gotten better. We had nine win seasons each of the years I've been there, but it's time, it's time to win. And I think what we're, you know, what we're bringing into our organization is definitely going to help. Um, you know, Patricia is a guy who's been to a lot of championships and, and has a championship mindset, and so we're expecting him to come in and, and help us get to where we need to go. Tell me about your coach. I know it's been tough losing your coach. He's a heck of a man and a coach. Uh, how, how's that been? Improved? You know, um, I. I have so much respect for Coach Caldwell, um, how he handles himself uh, as a man, as a Christian, um, how he coaches his coaching style. He's such a professional. He talks to us like men, treats us like men, um, and, and, and that's important. And sometimes you don't see that throughout the league. Um, and and when, when he speaks, you know, he's very soft-spoken, but when he speaks, it's so powerful. Uh, I mean, the guy is one of the smartest humans I've know, I know. I mean, he reads like a 600-page book in two days. That's How you find that time in a day as a head coach, I do not understand. But, um, you know, I, I hate to see him leave, but that's one thing you know is that Coach Caldwell is going to do well where, when, whatever he does and wherever he goes. You know, I think this is something that fans don't realize sometimes in the pro game is you can love a coach, but business is business in the NFL as a player and a coach, and it's, it's part, of, part, part of it, right? I mean, yeah. 
but it's tough. It's absolutely, tough. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is it very, is very tough. Um, you know, coaches and players get fired all the time, and it's, it's for the better betterment of the the organization. They say, but when a player opts out to leave uh, after their contract, then they're a sellout, and 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 it's kind of unfair. But in, in, in Coach Caldwell's situation, I mean, people have jobs to keep. Uh, you know, Bob Quinn and Martha Ford, you know, have to do what they think is better. What's what's better for the organization, and you know they thought they need to get rid of Caldwell. And my job is not to really judge that. I got to be a professional and show up and, and play the best ball I possibly can. But uh, I will say I do miss Coach Caldwell. Golden Tate's with us, former Golden Dover at Notre Dame and uh, Seattle Seahawk World Champion, Detroit Lion. Um, Golden, you've been in the league long enough now. Um, were the expectations that you had coming in uh, today uh, similar, or is there, or has it been different for you in terms of where you are today as opposed to when you came in the league? Yeah, I, I would definitely say I've grown um, a lot since I've entered the league, and, and as, as, as I should. Um, you know, I, my perspective of the game has, has kind of changed. Um, you know, I, I remember coming into the, the league as a rookie and just thinking how I want to play. I want to play football for forever forever and it's kind of for some of the wrong reasons um, you know just all the perks that come with it are, are right. amazing but now, now it's it's truly a responsibility to show up and, and put the best product I possibly can on film week in and week out and be an example for the younger guys throughout my team and in the league and, and I take a lot of pride in that and, and, and putting good film out there and being reliable being durable obviously as you get older people wonder you know is he losing a step or you know, is he not as durable? And, and I'm trying to prove that every single time I step on the field that I'm still tough. I am tough. I'm going to be tough for, for a long time. Uh, I'm still going to produce and, and make plays. Who, who, was the, who was the guy when you came into the league that, that you feel like was a person who kind of set you straight in terms of how you play the game and live the game and be the person off the field that you need to be? Uh, you know, I, I, honestly, I would say I had a great foundation just in my family. Um, so character, I've already, I think I've always had yeah. high character. Um, and that's something that was ingrained in, in, in me with my family. Uh, but uh, on the football field, I would say uh, Kippy Brown was my was my wide yeah. receiver coach uh, in Seattle. And he did not take any crap. He would set me straight regularly. And, and yeah. it was, you know, it hurt, hurt my feelings sometimes as a young guy. But I needed it, and it helped me to you know get to where I am now as a champion, as a leader in this league, uh, and as a reliable guy. The other guy I was going to ask you about who's interesting to me, not just as a college coach, but your coach at Seattle and Pete Carroll. Uh, I talked to so many players that played for Pete who really appreciate the atmosphere uh, that he runs in his organization. Tell me about Pete and about uh, his impact on you. You know, what, uh, Pete, Pete to me was like a – a 60-year-old kid in, in a very good way. And what I mean by that is that every single day he was out, he was outside tossing the football with his receiver gloves on, you know, trying to catch the ball behind his back, over <laughs> his head, one hand, left hand, right hand. We even had a, a basketball hoop in, in inside of our uh, indoor where he would, from the field, in the middle of a walkthrough, he would be trying to throw the football inside of the hoop. And some days he would hit two or three of them within 30 minutes, and he'll be a 40 minutes, 40 yards away. But um, one thing you got to admire about Pete, every single thing you do, it, he turns it into a competition. Everything's competition. Yeah. And walkthroughs and practice, even when you're doing your day-to-day task, he, he's competitive. And, and that's one thing I love because I'm a competitor. And I, I truly believe you're either competing or you're not. There's no in-between. And that's one thing I appreciate it. So I, I really enjoy playing for Pete. I love his enthusiasm. 
his messages. I was drafted by Seattle, and all I knew was 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 Pete Carroll. Uh-huh. My first four years, so I, I kind of assumed everyone was like that. Like Obviously, that. they're not now being in Detroit and seeing a couple of different coaches. Um, but what, you know, what, the energy he brings is special. It's, it's definitely special, and something that something I think most guys react to uh, fairly well. Um, but it's, it's it's a lot different when you get to Coach Caldwell. Co- Coach Caldwell is kind of calm, cool, yeah. and collected. Not you know not going to see too much emotion. Uh, a powerful speaker, going to get his message across. Uh, very um, you know military like. Reads a lot of books and just different. Um, but the core values of of coaching they both have similar. The football is, is the concept of football is very very simple. Every it's all about the ball. Everything you do is all about the ball. On defense, what's your goal? To get the ball, not to break up, not to tackle. It's to get the ball. On offense, it's all about the ball, to hang on to the ball, to score with the ball. And so that those are two core beliefs they both have, and, and, and along with being efficient on third down and playing fundamentally sound and things like that. Golden Tate is here with his final moments, Notre Dame and uh, Detroit Lions, and here for Hershey's, and people want to get involved with the Hershey's program. What do they need to do? Yeah, so right now it's it's, it's very easy. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of us are going to be watching the Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics in Korea, if the time matches up, of course. And we're going to be supporting uh, America the best we can. And and just um, I would I would tune in to Hershey's. And whenever we win gold, um, be on the lookout for a cold to get to receive your free um, Hershey Gold Bar. Um, I think it's a cool partnership they have going, and it's so it's very appropriate. So um, I'm excited to be a part of it, and uh, it should be fun. Final question. Uh, obviously, when you play as long as you played, you said the opportunities and the perks of being an NFL player is important. Um, Golden, what's your passion? What, you, what do you like to do when you're not playing football in terms of giving back and in terms of your platform? Um, well, um, my wife and I started a um, our, our foundation, foundation, which is called the Golden Future Foundation. And uh, what we do is we support and aid um, our military any way we possibly can. And wow. that's you know, um, our men and women that are making the transition from overseas uh, over into the job uh, world or, you know, even working with TAPS, uh, M- uh, IAVA, uh, Wounded Warriors, whoever it may be. We just try to we try to uh, earn as much money as we possibly can to give it all away. Yeah. Um, and we've done some really, really cool things yeah. to our, our foundation, one of which uh, partnered with Ritani several times to help, um, which is one of the biggest diamond companies in the world. We've helped um, some veterans get engaged, um, right. you know, uh, and one, the one that sticks out to me is uh, this one gentleman, um, his father had cancer and he was dying and so he spent all of his money. He came back from overseas, his father's dying, he spent all of his money trying to save his father um, and we, we found out about that and we had a girlfriend that he, was, he wanted to get engaged to but couldn't get a diamond because he spent all his money trying to save his father. So. Uh, Ratani donated an engagement ring. We were able to surprise them with our suite, our personal suite of the game. He was able to get engaged. My wife had hung up pictures all over our suite of, of his father wow. so he could be there. He had passed away so he could be there because it was our, his dream to see him get married. And it was such a special moment. It's something I'll always remember and appreciate. Awesome. Um, the, the, the picture, the fo- football is great and it's, ama- it's amazing, but the, the best part about football is the platform that we have to affect others in a positive way. Um, and that's one thing that my foundation do, do uh, does, and and you know, being a domer and and going to Catholic school, it's kind of ingrained in me. So I just want to do my part um, aside from playing football, and it's something I have a passion for. And we also love pets. Yeah, yeah. Well, Golden Dreams is a, you know, that obviously your name is 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 very interesting for what you're doing, 
what would you tell kids today, Golden, that like when you were a kid, that have dreams of doing big things of what, what they have to do to, to reach their dreams and goals? I, I would say um, just in the world we live in right now, we don't bring people up enough. Um, and, and, and via social media and, and people behind keyboards, we're so easy to bring people down. But I, I would say instead of jumping to conclusion and judging people, how about we all try to bring each other up for one and, and just try to understand um, where someone else is coming from. Try to understand what the, what's going through their mind instead of judging and, and criticizing them negative in a negative way. And also just for young people who are you know trying to figure out what they want to be in life, Whatever you decide, just go for it. Don't listen to the outside people who say you can't do it. Grind for it. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be a piece of cake. You're going to have a bunch of challenges. You're going to have, you're going to fail a bunch, but you got to keep going. You got to keep keep chugging along and, and trusting in God's plan. It's going to work out. I promise you. You're going to have hardships, but you got to just keep keep chugging because God's building you up for a reason. He's putting you through these things for a reason, and there is a light of the tunnel. You're listening to a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Oh, great to have you in with us on Sold Out Sports Talk and our friend Rachel coming in with us. Rachel, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for coming on Sold Out. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. All right, so ESPNU Radio at Gridiron Now. And of course, if you want to follow on Twitter, she's uh, crisscrossing the country like no other, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I told you in our. Uh, our pre-show interview that uh, saying that traveling a lot right now is an understatement, but it's it's all for uh, it's all for a wonderful cause, and uh, so I'm, I'm very very blessed. Okay, so this is a great time of year for everybody that loves college football, and I will say this as a former college and professional football player. With what's going on in pro football this year, it's kind of been tough for me to deal with. So I've really focused my eyes on college football, and it's been a wonderful season, hasn't it? It's it's really been amazing um you know you think about some of the the you know the things that have happened you you think about you know losses and that have galvanized teams you think about um coaches like bill clark just the uab coach that was just named the the cbs coach of the year um you know sat for two years while that program that uab football program was was in jeopardy was taken away from from the uab fans and then came back and now eight and four and in the bahamas bowl I mean, there are just so many wonderful stories of uh, of college football teams and coaches and, and players just um, overcoming, and not only that, but the great games that we've gotten on on the field. It's just so incredibly blessed to be a college football fan. I, I say to people all the time, I don't know how people don't love college football. Like, I don't understand you if you don't love college football. Like, what, what's the matter with you if you uh, <clears throat> if you do something on Saturdays in the fall other than watch college football? <laughs> Okay, so we've got a Final Four that's really exciting coming up uh, with the semifinals on New Year's. And um, Georgia, with this incredible running game uh, versus Oklahoma and, uh, you know, their incredible offense. And, and you got some weaknesses on both sides. So this ought to be a uh, – looks like could be a high-scoring affair. And then you got this rematch of, of – Really, you can't ask for any more exciting games than Clemson and Alabama have given us the last two years, and this time a rematch in the semifinals. So talk about our semifinal games and just your expectations of what we'll see. Yeah, I think if from a schematic point uh, point of view, the Oklahoma and Georgia matchup in the Rose Bowl is, is just um, it's fascinating to me. I mean, you've got Baker Mayfield, who obviously is worth all the accolades, deserving of the Heisman. Has lit it up on the football field. He's a he's a gunslinger. 
reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre in the sense that he's always making something happen. Um, you can never really count him out. He's edgy, maybe sometimes a little bit too edgy, but uh, but certainly worthy of all the accolades. And so he's at the helm of that offense. And, you know, I don't think that offense has faced anything like what they're going to see, the defensive front, uh, even the second and third level of the defense of Georgia. And, um, you know, you've got to remember Kirby Smart is a former defensive coordinator under uh, Nick Saban for many years. So he has a lot of his traits, uh, a lot of his qualities, and taking a lot of the, the toughness and the attention to detail and the fundamentals and uh, wrapping up and, and all of those things. Um, when you see that tough edge, the spike squad, of the Georgia defense that's attributed definitely to uh, to Kirby Smart. So, you know, I think that's certainly a matchup, and they haven't seen anything like that. But I also think that the Oklahoma defense, particularly on the back end, hasn't seen anything like what they're going to see with this uh, this Georgia offense. And, you know, they've uh, certainly got the two back um, wide receivers as well, and Jake Fromm has really grown up behind us. An offensive line that has done – a phenomenal job at pass protection, minus the first Auburn game. But if you look at the what they've done this year, <clears throat> it's been it's been quite fascinating. And I, I think on the other side, you look at that Clemson Alabama matchup, and, and you said it. I mean, part three, if there'll be anything like part one and part two, I'll take that ticket all day long. Uh, I think you know, obviously, Nick Saban is one of the best, if not the best, modern college football coach, and will go down as one of the best all time. And then you've got what Dabo Sweeney has been doing at Clemson and just has been recruiting and building and building and, and getting his base there and has been slowly doing that. And his meteoric rise from from the interim to now being the head coach, having a national championship, um, what he's doing at Clemson is, is nothing short of miraculous. You know, Alabama will make the first phone call to him when Nick Saban does retire, uh, does decide to do that. But I don't know at this point whether Dabo will leave Clemson because he's built something really beautiful. Rachel Barabo is with us, ESPNU Radio, and um, you can follow Rachel Barabo on Twitter for all of the things that she's doing. Very busy out there, and what a college season is, so we're going to look forward to those games. You know, from a professional perspective with the draft coming up, Rachel, we got some real interesting quarterbacks, and of course, being a quarterback, I love to talk about quarterbacks, and you being a you know, a Heisman voter, I'm sure you were one of the ones to vote for Baker Mayfield, correct? He was somewhere in my – I don't reveal my uh, my order. Who are your top five? Who somewhere. are your top five Heisman guys? Uh, I mean, I, I don't reveal my Heisman. So my Heisman vote, I haven't uh, since I've uh, been a voter for a couple of years. It's something I, I don't do, but I am I do feel comfortable in telling you that Baker was on my ballot. Oh, good. Okay. So Baker yeah. Mayfield, Josh Allen, who everybody's talking about from Wyoming, who really wasn't seen that mm-hmm. much. Uh, you've got Josh Rosen uh, from UCLA mm-hmm. and Sam Darnold at USC. Those are four guys that the the NFL is looking at really closely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> you know, I'm hearing a lot about his, his draft status at the next level. You know, Josh Allen, I, I think the knock on him this year is that he had a lot of people graduate around him, so therefore his stats went down. And, uh, you know, his measurables this year, if you will, just from a – um, from a stat perspective, you know, they weren't as great as they were uh, if he had gone out before. So, But, you know, the NFL looks at things, as you know, that um, it's not necessarily turnovers and, and those types of things. They're looking at, you know, hand size, wingspan, uh, height, you know, footwork, all these things that um, that these guys have. And, you know, I think Sam Darnold, an interesting uh, you know thing with him is that he went through a part of the season where he was pressing and, you know, he had a lot of turnovers, but I think he really has rebounded 
and you've seen him kind of back into Sam Darnold uh, mode, if you will, because there's a lot of hype around him <laughs> preseason as well. And, you know, Josh Rosen is, I mentioned a gunslinger type of aspect. He, you know, there, there are situations and there are times in games where I think the decision-making could improve. Um, but he is, he is a guy that will, will torture defense, and he's a guy that will make, uh, you know, he'll make hard decisions, and, and sometimes those pay off and sometimes they don't. So, you know, but listen, GMs know, coaches know that they can get them at the next level. They can, they can mold them. You know, what I find to be more interesting now in the NFL than ever the past five, seven years, Roman, is the fact that um, you, don't, you don't sit anymore when you go to the NFL, and especially when you're one of these high-priced quarterbacks. You don't hold a clipboard anymore. You are you're now the guy. Um, if they're paying, if you're getting drafted first couple of rounds, more times than not, you're the guy. You're expected to play uh, very quickly, and we're seeing that more and more now that younger guys are playing and starting in the NFL. Rachel Barabo with us on ESPNU radio host on Sold Out Sports Talk, and Rachel, you know, as a as a Christian in this business, um, obviously there's always a challenge of holding up your integrity, but still maintaining that that touch with the football audience out there. Um, you've done a spectacular job of maintaining that, and of course, on this network, you know, we have so many so many Christian uh, people that are proud of people like you who stand up and who act like Christians in the workplace. So. Tell, tell me about the biggest challenge for not only being a woman in this in this uh, in in a man's world of football, but also being a Christian. You know, I think I had somebody say to me uh, a couple of years back. They said I had some scripture that was on my website uh, on Rachel Barbone. It's been it's uh, uh, I've had some different versions of my website since then. But you know, the person said to me, I would take the scripture off of your, your website. I would, you know, be careful that the scripture that you, you talk about or retweet on on, uh, on Twitter and those things. And, you know, I said to them then the same thing I say now, you know, if you're ashamed of God here, he'll be ashamed of us, you know, in front of his Father in heaven. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm not ashamed of my faith. And, you know, I, I also adhere to the theory that, you know, there's so many people in this world, Roman, that are judging, that are looking down, that are nitpicking. You know, I think, you know, what we need, this world needs, is to show and reflect the love of Christ. And so I want to have something so lovely. I want to have a light so lovely. I want to have a joy so lovely that people say, what is that about her? And what is different about her? And, and I want that. And they're attracted to that. And then I can share the love of Jesus Christ and how he's changed my life. And so... You know, in a world where, Lord have mercy, I mean, all you have to do is, is just get on Twitter and, you know, sometimes I, you know, I drink my tea and eat my popcorn and watch people's, you know, responses back and forth <laughs> to each other and just watch, you know. I'm like, I don't yeah. get involved and I definitely don't get in the pig pen. But there's so much divisiveness. And I mm-hmm. think in the world, considering that, we need more love, more joy, more acceptance. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it, the, the world is going to call for you to get in the ditch with somebody. You know, I'm, I do not live a life where I just look the other way. You know, so many people look the other way and say, it's not my business. I'm not going to get involved. And, you know, I think um, the most beautiful things have come out of getting in the ditch with people and helping them in their time of need uh, and getting in their mess. And so, you know, in terms of, of projecting the love of Christ in my career, I've just never been ashamed of him. And I know that, that God um, has opened every door that I've gone through professionally. Not That's by my awesome. might, not by my talent. Uh, it's been God, you know, and, and um, I know that. And I proclaim that. And, you know, 
being a woman in this industry is hard, Roman. I'm, I'm, I won't sugarcoat that. And the whole Me Too thing has uh, taken uh, the world by storm, and, and there's a lot of reckoning for, for men that have not acted uh, correctly and actually acted abysmally. And so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've not been, you know, victim to, to some of those things, actually a lot of things that people are talking about. I've just chosen to let it make me tougher and, and keep moving forward and, and try to shepherd young women and, and going the right way and keeping themselves out of those situations. And um, But I feel I feel grateful that um, I've gotten to where I've gotten. You know, I feel incredibly grateful that, that God's allowed me to have the platform that I have, and I intend to use it for good. About 45 seconds. I want everybody to know about changing the narrative and what that's all about. <laughs> uh, they can go to I'mChangingTheNarrative.com. That's I'mChangingTheNarrative.com. It's a movement. I've been to 19 schools, uh, 2 million hits on Twitter this summer. And I go to schools and talk to young men about purpose, passion, platform, how do we view women and how do we treat women. And it's been nothing short of miraculous. I'd love to come on again sometime and tell you some of these stories and how lives are being changed. Where uh, where can we go website-wise uh, to check you out? Yes, absolutely. My personal website is rachelbarbeau.com. And again, Changing the Narrative website is imchangingthenarrative.com. And there's wonderful stories there. I think people will... Um, be blown away about the kings that we are raising up on on campuses across the country with this movement. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.